Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 171. Suns fan here with Sinner. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. It's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friends in your pants, you can make this a season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the Lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use the code WESAYTHINGS for free shipping and 20% off. That was a good one. Good job, Manscaped. Whoever writes these is actually doing a really good job. It's, it gets a laugh out of me every time. I don't know. This, this one, there's a lot of good puns in there. Maybe you know it's what, Lacoste. You know what else will get a laugh out of you? If you don't shave your pubes or at least trim them to some degree. And of course, Manscaped can help with that. And not only that, they have a variety of other products like body wash and shampoo and chapstick even. They got a lot of shit, man. You guys could go to their site. Of course, the We Say Things promo code will get you 20% off and free shipping. It supports us. It supports them. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, moving on, we have our patron shoutouts for the week. Uh, go ahead, Sindarin. All right, we have Stupid Copilot coming soon. Persian Tongue Twisters. That sounds fun. D2 Bowie. Yatoro does it again, Sindarin. A Scorpi. I miss other esports conversations that this podcast would talk about, like Valorant, Fortnite, Shroud, Mixer. Not an ad. It also can't be an ad for Mixer because Mixer doesn't exist anymore. What is the meaning of life? Answer me, please. Oscar Magdev Seeker. Round D3. My grandma still doesn't know what Dota is. Why don't you teach her to play? Disco Farm D. I'm once again asking you to say my name. Simple Stooge. Silly Stooge. Salacious Stooge. Sadistic Stooge. Saving Stooge. Sen... Yeah. Stooge, you gotta, you gotta change your name now. <laughs> uh, the Mega Pope. Alright, Aegis out. It's, time, it's your time, Shannon. Commit to buying the best NA team called Arkosh. Take them to second. TI in New Zealand. And Zen Xavier. Thank you also to Nate Thicko Zero and Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, Freshly Seasoned Goat Balls, Janie, Dop, Nothing to See Here, Underscore Man. I can't believe you didn't ask the meaning of Eve Mort. I guess Seb needs to come back now. What about that Bren, Ben Broomhead guy? He always has a cool patron names. What an aftertaste, Anonymous. In November 2022, Malta hosted the Blood Bowl European Championship. The tournament was won by Denmark, Mr. Niebling. Blood Bowl. You should know this as a Dane, obviously. A miniatures board game as a parody of American football. Oh, that's why I don't know about it. Because it's physical activity? It's a 7 out of 10 on Steam as a video game. I see. Blood Bowl. 
Huh. Okay, let's get started with the episode. Uh, I have a bit of an intro. A couple things I wanted to talk about before we get to the Dota news, Cinderin. Uh, first yeah. is a long-awaited Suns fan reviews Steam Deck. Okay. So I got some comments after I posted a picture that I purchased the Steam Deck that after I talk shit about it being 60 hertz, why would you buy it? Etc. Yeah, etc. like you. So, in my defense, we were at TI and I got like seven Crimson Witnesses <laughs> and <laughs> I was not aware I guess that's not normally a thing, but I wasn't aware until at the event that you could use Steam Bucks to buy a Steam Deck. So, it was literally free. That's the way I look at it because I don't give a shit about like having Crimson Witness like cosmetics, unless it's for a hero that I really want. Even then, really wouldn't care that much. And so, you buy nothing else on Steam. That's true. Yeah, I don't buy anything else on Steam. So right. I got this. It came in the mail within a few days. I have to say, it's better than I thought, Cinderin. It's definitely right. better than I thought. It's and what you thought was a five out of ten, if I remember correctly. This is this is like a for me, probably a 7.5 out of 10. For a normal person that plays normal games, probably like a 9 out of 10. It's actually quite good. So I would say for its size, it is relatively light, actually. I was expecting this to be like really heavy, but it doesn't feel too heavy at all to me. Uh, I think the control system is really well made. The screen has good uh, response, I think, or like touchscreen stuff. The 120 hertz thing is noticeable in certain games, but other ones it's not. And the games that you're going to be playing on this, I don't think you'll notice. So like Hades, I've been playing Vampire on it. I'll get to that. Hades, okay. uh, Vampire Survivors is the main one I've been playing. Uh, very good game, by the way, would recommend. And those are perfect for something like this. Um, Vampire Survivors. You haven't played Vampire Survivors, really. Okay, this is a Suns fan recommends Vampire Survivors as well. I just started playing it Wait, what a couple fuck? weeks ago. It's the literal 10 out of 10 on Steam. It's, I don't think I've seen that. No, it's, it, it's with, extremely good. 127,415 reviews, rating 10 out of 10. Have you not seen people playing this game? I don't understand. I think, I've, I, think I saw Asmongold play it on stream shortly. A long, quite a long time. It's ago. very popular. Out? Yeah, it's been popular for a while. So this is kind of old news. Early access. It came out less than a month ago. No, no, is no. Is this no. the game he was playing? This game did not come out a month ago. It's been like a year at least. It says release date October 20, 2022. Well, I think it was in early release or whatever for a long time. Yeah, so it was early access, and this is the official. Okay. Anyway, back to the point. This, this isn't a, supposed to be about vampire survivors, but you should play that. I wouldn't put it on the same level as Hades. Hades has like awesome fucking depth and cool story, all that stuff. This one is more brain dead, but it's still really fun. Anyway, perfect game for the Steam Deck. Uh, I Dota is unplayable, of course. You're not you're not buying this to play Dota. I will say though, Ability Arena is playable though. Mm. Uh, that makes sense. I would That's say there's certain aspects of the UI that we could tweak, and I think I want to do that in the future, but I got to check with Valve to see if it's possible to detect if somebody's using a Steam Deck, then we can provide them like slightly different UI, because like rerolling a hero is a little bit difficult. 
I would say using like the the thumb pads or whatever is not ideal for the game. Literally, it's just touchscreen. It was very mm-hmm. playable on touchscreen, and I had no problem with that, other than like a couple small buttons here and there. But generally, very playable. Nice. And I was thinking, the, what is the real reason that Valve made this? I don't know if we mentioned this because we were talking about it at TI, but I don't think we mentioned this way back when. The main reason you buy you you create the Steam Deck if you're Valve is not to make money from the Steam Deck because we see that with like Xbox and PlayStation and all that mm-hmm. <clears throat> they lose money on each hardware that they sell. They make it up on their games, right? Which for Steam it's a little weird because they have Steam. Sorry, mm-hmm. with Valve it's a little weird because they have Steam and yeah, you theoretically would be buying games, but it's not like it's not like you're buying exclusives or anything like that necessarily, right? And a lot of it you mm-hmm. can share games in your library already, so you're not necessarily buying more games. But I think the big thing is entering markets that maybe they didn't have a foothold on before, like SEA or certain areas where like land cafes are still popular. People don't own personal computers. They don't have room in their houses for personal computers. Something like this literally would do people, replace that. But do people buy a Steam Deck in SEA if they don't have a PC? I don't know. I'm just saying, to me, I feel entering, like they play on their phones then. Entering markets, well yeah, but you can't play PC games on your phone. Unless it's PUBG or something, but that's different, right? Anyway, the point is, I can see the angle now from Valve. I think this is considered a success for sure. The hundred says you can't buy it in SEA. Okay, well, just shut your mouth. Uh, So, (laughs) eventually you'll be able to buy an SEA and then it'll make sense. Uh, The 120 hertz screen thing is something that I wish... I can understand why they wouldn't have it as part of the normal version of this because most people wouldn't care i guess uh and obviously like the hardware can't really support doing 120 fps for a lot of games like uh so that makes sense and obviously the the battery life is not particularly great right now it lasts a few hours so that would make it worse but my argument for having it is because they had an old technology which you can still use called steam link which is now just built into steam where if i'm in my house and i'm Use, I can use my computer to do all the processing and it streams to my Steam Deck so it's not using any power at all. I would love for the 120 hertz screen to be able to transfer that because that would make things way more enjoyable for me. And I think having like a a primo version of this, which this is the, there's two versions. This is the more expensive one. There's one even on top of that I would have gotten if it was 120 hertz. I mean, that, that's like a really big deal for me, obviously. Uh, but yeah, overall, um, Pleasantly surprised, Cinderin. It's how much quite good. Does the, how much longer does the battery last if you process it on the PC? I have not really. On the I have not really tried too much. It's got to be a big difference, right? Yeah, I would imagine. I think one downside of this that I haven't liked so far is obviously you can do anything on it because it's a PC and it's using technically Linux. But being, I would love to be able to just open Steam and then open Twitch. Right, right now, you have to open Chrome. Like it's, it's a bit of a hat. You could use the browser version. It's, eh. I would love to be able to like use specific apps. Like even in Windows, you can have uh, Android apps now. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would love for something like that to be applied for things like Twitch, because I would use that all the time just to watch Twitch. Right. Now you can technically do it. Obviously, it's just a little ghetto in my opinion. But mm-hmm. overall, for me, this is a seven point five. I think if you're in the market. If you play games that this would work on, it would be like a 9 out of 10, honestly. It's actually really good. 
So I take back a lot of what I said. Uh, I admit when I'm wrong, this is actually quite a good product. It's not the it's, index, which was fucking garbage. And it's really genuine feedback because you didn't get it for free even though you asked. That's right. So you, you, you didn't have to do this. That's Just right. Just like with the index that you bought and think is shit. So, yep. All right. That's right. You index. Miss, you miss some, you miss some. Index, I spent $1,000 plus the upgrades to the PC to be able to actually run it. And I don't use it anymore. So Now you have a good PC though. That's right. Uh, actually, it's broken. That's another story oh. entirely. Okay, another <laughs> another section before we get into Dota, because there's not that much with Dota anyway. And this is more interesting, let's be real. I have two movies to review or recommend. Mm -hmm. The first movie is on Roku, which is going to be Ooh, hard Roku? for some people to know. I may have gotten it other, in a, by other means, Cinderin. No comment. Okay. Okay, the movie is called Weird, the Al Yankovic, or I call him Yankovic, but the Yankovic. the Yankovic story. Awesome mm -hmm. movie. I love Weird Al. I've always loved yeah. Weird Al. I think he's hilarious. It's Daniel Radcliffe playing him, right? Yes, and he seems to remember that. I'll, I'll talk about him in a moment, but the movie was hilarious. It's like my kind of humor. It was really funny, uh, and. If you guys like Weird, I, I I don't know if people would like it if they don't like Weird Al, but I thought it was mm -hmm. I thought it was really good. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. It's funny because I thought I love Harry Potter. I did not think he made a good very, Harry Potter. Actually, I'm probably in the minority thinking that. I thought he was a weird choice. Everything else he's been in, I've liked him in. I think he's a really good actor, which makes me think that maybe. And actually, Nikki was telling me this. That they told him to act that way for Harry Potter to make him very vanilla, so it mm. wasn't his acting that was bad. It's just that the character is bland, you know. Right. That is definitely something that can be said about Harry Potter's characters. They're you don't, very flat for the most part. Harry Potter specifically is supposed to be like this neutral kind of guy for the most part, right? But I think he's he's actually an incredible actor. I was so wrong about him, uh, but yeah, that's a good movie. And then second movie, Cinderin, this was uh, something that people told us about ahead of time that it was coming out. It's a movie called The Banshees of Inishirin. I saw this in the theater. First time I've been to the theater like in forever. spelling my nickname. Yeah, it's a weird name. It is kind of like the spiritual successor to In Bruges. So I should have looked this up. episode 200. I should have looked this up. Fuck. Uh... Who's the director? Is it the same director or is it the same producer? Let's see. I should have done this beforehand. In Bruges. It's not actually the sequel, obviously. But it's uh, the two same main Martin actors. Martin McDonough. Yeah, it's the same two main actors uh, and same director. Okay, thank you, Chet. I watched it in the theaters yesterday, Cinderin. Not as good as In Bruges, okay? Because that it's hard to... Okay. It's extremely good, though. Dark humor. Hilarious. Very dark. Mm -hmm. I will say, and I, may, I mean, depends on where you're from, I guess. It was a little hard to understand certain accents. I probably did <laughs> not pick up on legit 30% or more of the dialogue. But what I did pick up was fucking amazing. And I can't wait for when this comes out 
to like Blu-ray or whatever and actually watch it again with subtitles. This is definitely a movie I will watch again. Uh, extremely well done, but I would not say that generally everybody will like this movie. I think in Bruges, generally most people would like this one is a little more, little more niche. But if you liked In Bruges, there's a very good chance you'll like this movie. I thought it was extremely well done. I just have this mental image right now of a bunch of Americans sitting in the cinema watching this movie and there's subtitles on an English movie. <laughs> I don't, in I don't the, mind. In the cinema. I mean, I mean yeah, it's, it's just funny. But yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're missing out on that much of it, you should probably have subtitles on in the movies as well. I started using subtitles but, for every movie like 15 years ago. And it's amazing. Yeah. Like, you would not, it's not like I have bad hearing or anything, but you would be surprised how much dialogue you miss generally. Mm. And I think that is what That's made fair. me appreciate dialogue even more in movies is actually using subtitles. So I would recommend that as well. Another, like, quadruple whammy Suns fan recommends subtitles, uh, Steam Deck, uh, Banshees of Insurance, Weird Al Yankovic Story, and of course, uh, Vampire Survivors. That's five. Stan, hear me out for a second. What if the reason you're missing out on 30% of the dialogue is because you never train yourself in hearing dialogue because you're autopilot with subtitles every time you watch anything? Hmm? That, but then that would have been true at the beginning or wouldn't have been true at the beginning, right? Yeah, but maybe you were missing 10% back then. It's hard to put a percentage on it, Cinderin, but yeah. anyway. Whatever it is, you're just wrong for no reason. Yeah, All right, Banshees of Inisherin, Inisherin, whatever the fuck the name is, watch it. Hilarious. Oh, there's a really good point in chat. Actually, I have to highlight this one from Spydota too. He says subtitles helps when you eat snacks. I think that's the killer argument: is that you can you can eat while you watch because otherwise your crunching noises will be too loud and you can't hear what people are saying. How loud do you have to be? That's fair. To not hear because somebody's eating. I mean, if you eat. If you like full force, just hardcore eat pork rind while you're watching, then you might not be able to hear things. All right, on to or Dota. Or prawn crackers. On to Dota. Yep. Not a whole lot. Uh, we got some roster shuffles, e.g. We talked about the rumor, I think, last time. Uh, they have officially yep. released their NA roster, and it's going to be the South American version now. Uh, I guess what we want to talk about more than anything is, I guess it's kind of segmented into two. Uh, they made a video. I, I heard that, oh shit, I actually forgot to watch it. I think they made another video today, like a shitty highlight. But originally, they came out with a video with the CEO just mm -hmm. kind of saying, it's just like a long monologue kind of thing, like we appreciate the players, and then halfway through she switches to we're excited for South America. People did not take this very kindly uh mm -hmm. did not react well people like alex garfield the original i mean the guy who founded eg was not happy uh players didn't really say anything but uh just to was... clarify the guy who founded eg is no longer with eg eg was sold a few years back if you're not in the loop on that so it wasn't like the actual ceo that was like the yeah, video sorry. we made sucked publicly it's the old the old owner so i um, think because of the flag legacy they released a highlight video <laughs> a very quick highlight video and i heard that it didn't have any ti5 highlights which is hilarious but if you're going to make it in less than a day then maybe you're going to miss stuff i mean uh, if you're if you're making a ti finals highlight or rather if you're making a, a highlight video that is related to the last roster you had none of those played at ti5 right none of their players yeah so that wouldn't fit but like where's the legacy video 
You literally are the NA team of 10 years of Dota. You stop supporting Dota in NA and you don't make any sort of tribute video about it. It's just weird. Like, um, I don't, I don't really get there, There's other things with EG, right? So we talked about this many, 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 many episodes ago. This is years ago at this point, right? But you take over this org and this org has this extremely powerful branding and legacy and you just run it into the ground immediately. You get rid of bleed blue. You get rid of one of the most mm -hmm. iconic logos in esports to make one that's arguably, you know, it's subjective. We can dis discuss whether it's pretty or not. You make the name live evil, which is, you know, I, I <laughs> so get bad. that it's like a, I get that it's like the same word backwards and you can make it look cool on graphics and whatnot. If this was can a you? new org, I haven't seen that. If this was a new org, I mean, then fine, right? If you're if you're starting over, and that's what they are trying to do, I just I just have to say I don't get it. Like, sure, you have new ownership coming in, but why do you shoot yourself in the foot like that? that there's a that, reason. That there's, there's a no reason that... for that. Okay. Do you you want another reason? Yeah. I don't know the CEO. I have nothing against her. I have I don't mm -hmm. know any insight. I'm just saying generally, this happened with Digital Chaos as well. By the mm -hmm. way, not that we had the same legacy as EG. Somebody comes in, takes over. This happens in traditional sports to some degree. It's not as extreme because there would be a bigger mm -hmm. outcry. And they want to change the color. They want to make it feel like their team. So it's a more narcissistic sure. viewpoint. That's the reason yeah. for doing it. But I agree. If you have a legacy that EG does, that's kind of ridiculous that you would want can't to do you, that. Can't you make it your team by running it your way instead of... Yes, but that's not, it's not removing as... Removing everything the team is about. You, you're looking at it logically when this is not a logical decision. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's me in a nutshell, right? So, um, so but yeah, I, I got to say, that's pretty disappointing. I, I don't know how the players feel, but this is kind of round two, right? I, I remember there are, especially I just read about it recently as well, when they laid off their StarCraft division, they also weren't given a good send-off. Um, oh, yeah. I heard a lot of bad things about that back the, in the day. Uh, the general communication between organization and players does not sound like it has been good in general so sorry if you're hearing the dog bark right now poor um, onion i think there's a parcel at the door actually i but susie is home though so she'd probably get it that's great to hear uh so yeah that's the that's the eg stuff uh fly was on stream late uh, earlier today or yesterday technically talking about uh, what the roster situation is because there's a lot of rumors about people switching teams switching regions is there going to be an na team uh, i believe the things that he verified were that they would be na still uh, i assume that they're looking for an org there would be changes to the roster but it sounds like a good number of them if not a majority would be staying uh, what do you do you want to speculate here i already know this so i i can't speculate <laughs> Okay, well, I, I, I could speculate you can because speculate. I don't know. Yes. But if I speculate, maybe your face is going to give it away. So maybe I'm not going to do that. Here, I'll do this. Go ahead, Cinderin. All right. So my speculation is that Arteezy and Arteezy, Fly, Crit, and Bulba stay together. Abed goes to SEA and Nightfall goes back to Eastern Europe. And then they get two other players. That's my working guess for now for what EG or XEG will do next season. Mm, interesting and then they are probably if they want to stay in na i mean whether they have an org on lock or not is a question but you know tsm said they're getting uh, they talked to their team about the future i'm assuming that they're keeping at least some of their players so it's probably not going to be tsm uh, which opens up the question of who e eg's 
X roster will now be working with. That's honestly that's the most interesting thing in all of this for me is is another org gonna step up to the plate and try to be big in Dota and NA? Because these are the these are the, literally the best entry you have is getting these players. It's the yeah. most proven team you could possibly get, and they're free uh, from their contracts. They're not free, but um, yeah. So this I, is I, I, I will say okay. Let me let's okay. That's that's fine. Okay. I I want to go back slightly and try to look at it from the perspective of EG, the org, mm -hmm. why they would drop these players. I don't think it's about trying to win TI. I think it's about cost. Yeah. North America, and again, I, I fucking ran a team in North America, so I kind of know, is not a profitable region generally mm -hmm. unless your players are doing a lot of streaming. It's like Arteezy, if he was streaming a lot, then there'd be no excuse not to keep that roster, but he wasn't. I don't know what the rules like or what was in his contract or whatever, but it tried his hardest to save them, but it wasn't enough. But NA Dota is <laughs> is not profitable. So doing South America, and I know how much they were getting paid, by the way, for I don't know how many years now. Like I don't know how you afford <laughs> that team. It's actually ridiculous. Like collectively, how much I I have no clue how they're making money. So it makes sense on that level why they would try to do right. South America. Uh like I don't think they officially said anything, but I assume they're staying in South America. That otherwise it wouldn't make any sense, right? So it will be a South American org for Dota. Well, there is the possibility of having the South American team, but having the players boot camp and play in NA. Because then the costs are significantly lower. First of all, because you don't need to play, pay the players as much salary because the expenses in SA are way lower. And if you want to compete in the NA region, then you can have, uh, by the usual rules, the players just need to play out of the region when they are... How is it it works again? Shit, they've changed this a couple of times. Either Maybe way, they would I, have to live there. I'll just stop you there because I don't, I don't think that's happening. Fly on no. stream okay. said that even though it's not guaranteed, he says he's very confident that he will have the DPC slot for himself. So he's in control. If that, so if that's the case, then that means EG is... Right, but they, they could still earn the DPC slot by playing in NA. But why wouldn't they just keep the slot then for themselves? But you just said EG... Fly keeps the slot, so that means... Yeah, I assume... Either EG, have, EG no. as an org have two options. Either they keep an SA slot and play an SA, or... They want an SA roster, but it's important to EG to play out of NA, and then they will qualify and earn a slot. In okay, NA. remind me Those here. Are the, two options. the person that owns the slot isn't that the org now and not a player? Isn't that correct? But didn't but didn't you say Fly was keeping the yeah, slot? Well, or did you say EG was? Okay, let me rephrase. He said he didn't guarantee it. The way it he made it sound, it sounded like uh -huh. that he had negotiated with EG that they would give him the slot, and it's probably a okay. done deal, but it's not 100% yet, technically. Okay. That makes it sound definitely a lot more like that's, it's That's SA. the way that but I interpreted no it. I could be wrong. Right. I don't know. Okay. Uh, in other news, uh, T1 has disbanded. I would Not a huge surprise. I guess it's a surprise that they're not trying to build around Topson again, because this was kind of like a last-minute addition with him and Anna, right? So, Yeah, it's kind of a... When I watch, when I saw this announcement, I was like, "Did you guys forget your fifth player?" But Thompson was never technically in T1. He was a stand-in uh, that they used for TI 
he was still officially with OG, I believe. So on their thank you post to their roster, there's four players. Wait, who are they? Rich they said Thompson in the post, but he's not in the picture. Exactly. So they they say thanks Thompson for mm. playing with us, but they don't. He's not like officially part of the thank you picture. I Make see. up that what you will. He was he was with them at TI, and that was it, right? Yeah. Uh, Ana was officially signed, I believe. So. Uh, yeah, aside from that t- technical difference, I think Thompson wants to play in EU. I'm pretty sure he has made that clear, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, if that's the case, you know, there's a couple of potential interesting openings if you want to speculate there. Um, one that comes to mind is obviously Matu leaving Liquid because he's going... He's He said he's retiring. Uh, we'll see if that lasts. He has to go to military service and then maybe he gets the itch in there because he's like, you know, misses playing. Uh, and then when that's over, he might come back. I don't know how long the mandatory military service is in Finland, though. Uh, it might be a full year. It might be two years even. I don't know. Um, but he has delayed that for many years as long as he could. Um, then there is, aside from Liquid, there's secret that there could be Rust that changes in. <clears throat> I don't think that's happening, but they got second at TI. It was a great result. But that hasn't stopped teams in the past from replacing players. Um, I don't know who else would be appealing for Thompson to play for in Europe than those two teams. And Liquid is obviously the number one working theory um, for most people because it's a pretty good fit. Mickey has played both carry and mid. Um, and Thompson would be... In terms of like play style, I think he's the kind of player that those guys would want to play with because Liquid's games have always been a little bit crazy, a little bit wacky, uh, late-game chaos, and he thrives in that, right? So... Mm. We'll see. Uh, that's my best guess, is that he goes there. And I don't think any dates for DPC locking, like roster locks, have been announced, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't remember. I haven't really kept track of that very much since it was relevant for me, to be honest. Yeah, so uh, we're yeah, just kind of in I've limbo. I don't think I've seen it posted. Yeah. So yeah, we'll... I think that we're, we're just off-season right now, I believe. Yeah. Usually the off-season has a a date. Yeah, I know. Um, but the weird. next, so the, the next, uh, this time around, the next DPC is way later than last season, right? Yeah. Because um, we're condensing it. So if I'm not mistaken, the next DPC doesn't actually start until 2023. Maybe that's incorrect. Let me check. No, that sounds right. I think it was January and then yeah, major was. No, so open qualifiers December 11th. But the, yeah, the qualifiers happen this year, but the divisional leagues start in January. Division one starts January 9th. Okay. So, yep. All right. Next thing on the list is the collector's cash vote, Cinderin. Oh, are we going to look over some no. sets? No. Well, kind of. You're going to have to turn on the stream. I, I picked I, out. I have it on. All right. I picked out my favorite sets. So, okay. There's some I didn't like that I did not even bother taking a picture of, which we can kind of discuss without showing. So, when you say your favorites, do you mean the ones you like or the ones you think give the funniest reaction? The ones that I like the most. Okay. And it's a very select okay. few. There were there were about 10 Marcy sets, most of them completely inappropriate. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you feel about that. I'm sure you hated it. <laughs> really ridiculous fucking sets. I think out of the Marcy sets, like one, maybe two were okay to good. That's my... All right. What are your thoughts okay. on this one? So this is an alchemist set, which turns the ogre into a minotaur, or his head at least, and... The alchemist, or the yeah, the alchemist himself has like 
kind of Roman armor. It's got a purple gold theme going on. Fucking love this one. This looks like the the Minotaur boss from Hades. Uh, I like the idea, but I think the color scheme is really messed up. Like, <laughs> I I know you want I know you want the Minotaur it's really head to messed be, up. I know you want the Minotaur head to pop out right and stand out, and it does clearly. But it looks. Do you know what I mean when I say it looks like it's taped on? Because it's like it's such a rough difference in like color and everything. It, it looks like a, a mask that okay. the alchemist has on, the ogre has on. Interesting. Do, does that make sense to you? Like, it, I mean, what you're saying. Because a lot of the other sets that change the hero significantly, mm-hmm. it looks more natural on the hero. This looks like because it's a yellow body, and then it's just wearing this like black mask. That's what it looks like to me. These are Laker colors, so I should hate it, but I actually like oh, it quite a bit. Oh, that's true, actually. No wonder you hate it so much. I've brainwashed you. Oh, it's the Chicago Bulls plus the <laughs> Lakers combo. Fantastic. <laughs> My favorite NBA set ever. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, this one. Okay, I'm liter- uh, I'm not going to rate them. I'm just going to say yay or nay. That's a nay from me. Okay. Ricky. Right. He's wearing a... What kind of mask is this? It's like a uh, wolf-looking s- mask, kind of? Yeah, or satyr. It's got... Uh, but he is a satyr, right? Yes. He's got a nice red dagger. The reason I picked this is... And I think his tail is pretty nice, but it doesn't really show here. Mm-hmm. The reason I picked this is because Ricky sets in general, are, I think, are hard to make. Hard to yeah. make noticeable as well. And I think... like Most of this... I think the tail, like I said, doesn't show here. looks really good. And then the, the headpiece, specifically. The mask looks really nice. I like this one a lot. I think this one's great. Okay. Um, and it looks, again, like I just said, with the. This is one that changes his face quite a lot, just like the Alchemist one does, did. But this one looks like. This one just looks like part of the hero because it fits the rest of the design, right? Mm-hmm. It's nice. This is a good one. Thumbs Next, up. Primal Beast. There were about three or four sets. I. Holy fuck. I disliked all of them except for this one, which is basically Roche. This is basically Gyarados. I fucking black and red. love this set. And this picture does not do it justice at all. Uh, but he's, uh, he looks like Roche, right? So he's got black mm. texture with red highlights. Uh, if you go in game and look at this, it looks way better than this photo. Mm-hmm. But this is S tier for me. S this, fucking this is tier. This great. I like this too. Okay, very good. Next set is a Huskar set, which is Egyptian themed. His face is the wolf god i never is it anubis is that right or is uh, it a different one? or is it i uh, do think this is anubis yeah he's got a, yeah, a shield and a like an egyptian looking staff it's got like a kind of a gold dark green color scheme going uh yeah i think this one's really cool i love egyptian stuff though i'm, I'm always a sucker yeah I love it too, and I—I I mean, it's well executed for what it is. I, I don't know about the orange on the shield, but whatever—that's not the biggest thing. I just don't know if this is what I want my huskar to look like. But I mean, that's subjective, right? You don't want your huskar to look like an Egyptian god. Does this fit the character that well? I don't know. Gives a shit anymore. Eh, it's <laughs> okay. I said yay or nay. I'm kind of indifferent about this one. Okay, neutral. Good. Yeah. Next. Death Prophet set. Holy shit. I feel like there's never any good Death Prophet sets. 
This one is S tier. She has like this. It's like one of those horror movies with the mm-hmm. like the branches coming out of your head and they cover her face. And then her legs are actually, they don't exist. They're just roots of a tree. Looks really fucking good. And yeah. in addition, I know a lot of people voted for a different reason, Cinderin. Mm-hmm. You're uh, showing the front for a reason here. I'm showing the back of the, the spirit now. Oh, okay. There I didn't show is. the back of the hero. I can only fit so many photos in this. Uh, the exorcism spirit has a bare ass. So that's probably the main reason people will be voting for this set. But I voted for it because the set itself is legitimate, legitimately like probably the best Death Prophet set that's been out. It's really fucking good, actually. This this is this is great. Um, probably if you think about the Dragon Knight emoji, that was I don't know what level that was in the last Battle Pass. Um, yeah, but they put that one really high. So my prediction is this will be the ultra rare. <laughs> Okay, fair. Because it is an ass, and therefore we will be working with it and making it again. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right, moving on. Uh, there's a couple Snapfire sets that I thought were extremely good. This one, Aww. the the mount is a green lizard creature. The mount is so cute. It is. Uh, the set for <laughs> the set for Snapfire herself is. <laughs> How would you describe it, Cinder? Jesus. So yeah, so she has a big green. Wait, crocodile. is that a crocodile? It is a crocodile. Okay. It's a friendly crocodile. <laughs> she has as her pet, and then she herself is wearing. She's wearing some like. Do you know what I mean if I say this looks like kind of like Mad Max or something? Does that make sense? Yeah, the outfit, sure. It's basically that way, and then her. For some reason, the crocodile has a flagpole on the back with a tennis ball on it, which is really random. I don't know what that's doing there, but. This is probably a reference to a movie I haven't watched. Uh, it's probably um, a reference to Florida because they have a lot of gators and golf. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's the Florida set <laughs> to go with the Chicago Bulls Minotaur. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. <clears throat> this is cute. I, I think there was another Snapfire one that was better. I forgot what the mount looked like. Uh, but this one's still... Uh, I think this one's still well executed. I yeah. would like to see it in game, though. Really so judge. I believe the next one is the other Snapfire set, which I liked more. Okay, let's let's see. So this one, I actually don't like the set for her at all, but the mm. mount is a giant snail, and it. I think this is the best mount in the entire game for any set. This is so fucking good. It also, I think the snail shooting globs is gonna look good and make sense right but yes. i kind of agree I, I don't like her outfit very much i feel like this is the kind of set where you would use the snail and then not really anything else for me personally but i, I kind of i agree but the snail's cool to be and fair it's really the main really highlight of any well snapfire set will be the mount because it is four of times course. the size of her yeah yeah uh, but yeah, I, I think this one this is snail one that they dope. they could make an immortal mount and then the globs are green or something. I guess that would confuse people, mm-hmm. but that would make sense for a snail. Yeah, then it's Rubik. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right, next, uh, we got a Slark set that I really liked. It's Cthulhu-themed, so his face is mm-hmm. the old Cthulhu tentacles. He's got a crossbow on his back, which, of course, he will not use in battle. Uh, but I thought this was... What are his weapons? <clears throat> his hands, of course. Actually? Or does he have... 
I don't remember. There's like a Sinner. hook for his right hand, right? Probably. Oh, what's that? Probably. He has hooks as weapons. Yeah, makes sense. It's a water theme, of course. Uh, kind of indifferent about this one. <clears throat> okay. This one, I think, is the best set in the whole collector's cache. And this picture will not do it justice. It's a tiny set. I'm going to show the back as well. Uh, how would you describe this? Because I have no fucking clue, but it is incredible. Think about, like, really messy cable management <laughs> meets Tron, and then yeah. it's Vines. His back is the, like a giant, his, like, planet, almost. His, uh, the core of Tiny is a sphere made out of, like, glass uh, with electricity flowing around inside or something it yeah. actually you know what somebody said in chat this is a really good way of explaining it imagine if tiny and arc warden combined that's kind of what this is yeah fair <clears throat> so i i think this is an extremely good set i even though i don't really show it very well in the picture the the tree i do not like at all but imagine this the tree i don't even know i think it's like a giant ward or something i could be wrong okay either way imagine this set with the christmas tree Tinder in. That's fucking good. Yeah, that good. doesn't fit at all. <laughs> That's fucking good. Right. Yeah. Very uh, good tiny set. Is this a yay or nay? I cannot believe you're even on the fence about this one. Jesus. This is going to be the most upvoted set in the collector's cache. Maybe. Easily. It's definitely not my favorite you showed me today. Well, keep in mind, um, it's just a picture, and I assume you haven't yeah, seen yeah. this in-game, because, again, in-game it looks great. In -game. I'm I'm going off the pictures, so noob. Uh, I mean it's it's a yay, but I don't know if it's like a yay or a yay, you know. Okay, that's fine as long as it gets in the game. I mean, this is going to be like an ultra rare that we'll never we'll never see. So I still think DP will be the ultra rare. I okay. Well, we'll make a bet. This will be the. You ultra think rare. it's this one? Yeah, hundred percent, no question. I mean, you do know the workshop better than I do, so... You know asses better than I <laughs> That is true. I don't even know what that means, but I just wanted to say James it. James more than <laughs> you. So. Uh, all right, this one, I didn't even bother showing the oh, Phoenix set. Oh, this one is sick. The Phoenix set, I thought was whatever. I don't remember what it looked like anymore. But the Supernova is a baby Phoenix inside a transparent egg. Fucking awesome. This is the single best item you've shown today. This one. It's just so the amazing. ult, though. Yeah. So you see it I for don't about know. Like, three seconds a game. Amazing. This is super cool. I actually didn't try it in game. I wonder what it looks like as it's about to explode. Like if it has any indication. Uh, but yeah, this one really cool. Also, don't know if the little phoenix inside animates at all. But uh, someone in chat saying it has a timer ticking down. Imagine if there was like an, an egg timer. That started like an actual egg timer when you when you use supernova. Do you think people would like that? No, people don't even know what egg timers are anymore these days. Yeah, that's actually true. I'm like I have an app for that. Okay, buddy. That's right. right. Uh, next is <laughs> uh, I guess that's clockwork. This is a clockwork set. I can't believe you haven't seen this one. Your favorite I hero. I actually have seen this one. This is I guess it's it. Okay, tell me if this makes sense as a description. It's a pirate, but somehow it looks like a Lego unit. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Lego pirate. 
it's the it's all the sharp edges that makes it look like Lego, right? It's because he's got it's a, not rounded a black goatee. He's got the the parrot on his shoulder. Uh, the eye as well, I guess. Yeah, he's got the that patch. Like Lego. Uh, I I love this set. Okay, th- this so for audio listeners, imagine Kunka uh, wanted to dress up and put on some nicer colors. Uh, but then he took the clothes and put them on his son. That is what this set looks like. And then <laughs> instead of his cutlass, he has a red anchor as That's right. his hookshot. Uh, not really. I mean, it's well executed. It's just not what I would wear on clock. I just think the dinosaur clock, for example, is way cooler and fits the hero better. I don't, I don't look at this and I'm like, this is a mechanical robot. Like, I w- like, wish I could go back in time and just take that clip of what you said back to yourself from like five years ago. You said, what? I think the Velociraptor clockwork set is makes more sense on the hero than the pirate. Just those words. Yeah. I mean, blow your fucking at, mind. Right? That's where we're at now. So <laughs> yeah, you got to look at the context oh, of what's happening. A dinosaur. But the set. thing, okay, so the thing about the Velociraptor one, just to specify, right? It, it's mechanical. He's a clockwork. Yeah. He's a mechanical hero. This does not look mechanical to me. It looks like a does Lego. It look mechanical to you? I mean, Legos are mechanical I to I me. It, it, I mean, it's really well done for what it is. I just, for me, it doesn't really fit and it's not my cup of tea and clock, but I could definitely see this getting in, though. Yeah. So, indifferent, I guess. Chen, we have. A, I mean, this is Holy shit. very Hades There's inspired. There's a lot going on here. So his mount is Cerberus, right? Yeah. Got the two-headed. Wait, is Cerberus three-headed? Actually, uh, I think that depends on. Okay. Uh, He's always three-headed, isn't he? It's a. Know, this is a two-headed dog. Probably didn't have enough polygons for the third head. And then the the set for Chen. Chen is the third head. <laughs> Chen, what's the character in? Hades, the shopkeeper guy. What's his name? That's what it reminds me of. The shopkeeper? Yeah, it's kind of like the Grim Reaper kind of guy in Hades. Where you're buying all uh, your shop stuff from. Oh, um... Uh, Ch- Charon. Charon. That's Charon, right. yeah. Charon, yeah. That's who this reminds me of, and I think it's unbelievably well done. He has a scythe, which doesn't yeah. make sense on Chen at all, but looks awesome. This looks like a better <laughs> necro weapon than we have in the game right now. Yeah, this would be ri- the scythe would be awesome on necro, I think. But yeah, I mean Chen usually what does what does default Chen have? He just has a staff, right, of some kind that he's shooting with. Is it probably? Yeah, I think he generally he has some sort of a, or a scepter, I believe. Right, uh, yes. it's a staff. It's called Chen's staff. Now okay. it's a scythe. Um, yeah, I don't know if it really makes that much sense as a weapon on him, but like you said, it kind of looks good. Uh, it's okay, I guess. I, I, the rest of it is really busy. I think it's just a, a lot. And I, I would guess a lot of this gets lost in-game. Uh, because a lot of these details are so small. Like the, the leather belt, or whatever you want to call that, that is coming from, You see that chain mm-hmm. on his right-hand side? There's like this leather strap that attaches to the front of the mount. I feel like this kind of detail that is on that, which is beautiful, is not going to show in game. It's just like when you make these things this tiny. Also, the the images on the foreheads of the mount probably won't really translate into the game. But uh, 
And that's, we haven't really talked about this before, right? But if you were to make a set for Dota and you want to get it in, people vote based on the preview more than they vote based on how the hero looks like in the game. I would imagine most people browse through it. They're like, this looks cool, thumbs up. This doesn't look cool, thumbs down. Rather than let me go into the game, demo mode it, try it and see if I like what it looks like. You would agree with that, right? Most people vote based on the preview. Obviously. So with that in mind, this might actually be a good strategy to get sets in the game is that you make stuff that like this that looks really appealing at first glance and then you know that it's going to partially or fully get lost in the game um but you got voted in so as a strategy for getting in and it's good i just again i think some of the cool things here will not really be visible um but it's it's good um not blown away though personally okay but all right the mount Big the mount is sick oh, that's the mount it. is like uh the mount is S tier. That is not S tier. <laughs> that is. I love the that's yeah, that, alchemist. Was that the literal only flat out no I gave? I think it was. Maybe. So that makes it pretty good. I usually yeah, pretty good. dislike quite a lot of things. Uh, the vote's already done, so you guys can't vote anymore. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, uh, down to our SAP segment, oh. Cinderin. Yes. We have a couple questions for each other. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to continue with the TI theme, of course. Who has killed the most wards since TI5? Is it Y, X Nova, Puppy, or Fly? Okay, so this has to be a red herring, or you. Dude, so your question last week was obviously Puppy because he had way more <laughs> game time. Yeah. The problem with Puppy, is, historically speaking, you don't deward when you're farming the jungle. And he does that a lot. So in his teams, it might have a lot of the time been the other guy. But I feel like he would have also done it. It's him or... F- so X Nova or Y, right? Mm-hmm. Y played which TIs? The last one, TI6, TI9, and TI10? I will say these are the top four. I'm not putting any weird stuff. These are top right. four in I'm, some I'm order. Just, I'm trying to think of... Because Puppy played all of them. Y would have played out of the last ones, but he also got further than Puppy in some of them. Um, I think Fly was had some deep runs, some not so. Oh, dude, this is hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my gut and say Y. That was last, actually, last place. Yeah, there you go. That's my gut. Right. Y there. had 618 D wards since TI5. X Nova 701. Puppy, oh, wow. a- 725, and the correct answer was Fly with 866. Holy shit. Not even remotely close. By far, huh. number one. You know what? Fly probably placed a lot of wards in the enemy base when they had already won, and then he started <laughs> denying them. Yeah, that, that sounds like Fly. Real I think BM. Fly is really toxic. He would do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That was very bad. Okay. My question for you, uh, on topic of EG no longer being an NA team. Mm. Uh, as an org, they have played 64 matches on the TI main stage, but how many games did they win? Okay. 30, 34, 38, or 42 out of 64? Uh, it's either 38 or 42. I mean, this is just a random-ass guess, I guess, but uh, 
42, is that a lot? I'll say 38. That is incorrect. Would you like a second guess? 42. That is incorrect. Would you like a third guess? Second choice, whatever the fuck it was. That is incorrect. Would you like a fourth <laughs> guess? Uh, the first first one. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> I was That's a shitty question. That they have it doesn't mean anything than, to me how many games. There's no basis a, for this what? shit. How does that not mean anything? They have I, a less than 50% win rate on TI main stage, even though they've won a TI. I guess that's true. Isn't that kind of telling about the rest of the years then? Well, they've gotten I'm third. I'm kind of surprised. Like, they've gotten third yeah. twice. Yeah. So that means, aside from those two years, they must have. So they bombed out this year with zero, right? That was four games or four, two matches, right? How did their other years go? Because I was really surprised when I look at those. Like, when I give you these answers, I really doubt you're going to take the 30, right? But like, I'm just trying to think of EG's history, and you obviously remember the highlights, right? Of how they won a well, TI. They went 0-4 this pitches. year, that's for sure. Right, but like, how do they have less than 50% win rate at TI uh, main stage? Yeah. That's... They have 47% win rate on the main stage in matches. That is very, very weird. That's, that's surprising to me, because at TI5, they did lose, right? Because they won from the lower. So they do have a loss there. Um... But obviously a lot of wins. All right. Last week's question. Wait, how does how's this even possible, actually? You it's can do the math individual later. Games. It's got to be individual games rather than matches, right? Well, yeah. That's what I assumed it was. But still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Last week's question. What the least amount of game time a team needed to win a TI? You were correct. It was Navi for TI1. Uh, total... Playtime was 6 hours, 36 minutes, and 56 seconds. That included 10 matches only. <laughs> yeah. And that's the old TI1. Uh, you was were, my guess? You, you guessed 12 hours, so you almost doubled 12. it. You doubled it. Jesus. Uh, so it was not remotely close, but you did get the correct answer technically. Uh, mm. If you want to exclude TI1, the fastest TI for a winner was Wings in 2016. 14 hours, that's, 32 minutes. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Yeah, one was more than twice as fast. Yeah, shout I mean, out it's to. Just the, uh, the record will never be beaten. Kazarin, who guessed 397 minutes for Navi, which was basically exactly correct. So he must have looked it up. Well done. Uh, sounds <laughs> like a good guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the correct answer was 394 minutes and 56 seconds. He guessed 397. Okay. So it's not exactly. It's like make your homework and then make it look a little <laughs> bit different than mine. You know? Very good. Yeah. Very well done. Uh, I mean, it might be. It, it might genuinely have been a guess. It's not out of the question. Yeah. It's far enough from the truth that it's kind of believable. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, next week's question for everybody comes from the same person as last week, which is Lord Vradach. Uh, what team is reigning champion of the TI airport run? So the opposite question. Who played the least amount of games? Is it Wildcard Gaming? Or not what Wildcard. time, right? What was your team name again? <laughs> we, we got out of Wildcard, so we can't be the least. Oh, okay. I mean... This this question needs a little bit of a preface, right? Does wildcard count as TI, or are we talking you get to main event, or you get to playoffs, or sorry, you get to groups rather? 
You get to the main TI. I think you have to go to the main TI, yeah. Right. So it's not wild card. So, so we're taking that out. So basically for the community, what is the shortest amount of game time a team needed to drop out of TI? If you want to do the team name as a bonus, that's fine. But in the comments, type in hashtag SAP Esports, then the time. So how many minutes or hours, whatever. And then the team name, if you want. Do you have a guess? I do. My guess is TI1 virus are we not excluding ti1 oh is that excluded for this let's okay let's say we're excluding ti1 okay but i still want my ti1 guess and then i want it to be checked so my ti1 guess is virus that was the team with okay. sokshka and seb i think and a couple others i believe they lost in groups and got knocked out uh like some other teams um huh? i feel like their games were pretty one-sided they were just not on the same level they didn't have the experience yet at that time so okay. that would be my guess for that. For non-TI1, I have a guess. MUFC got crushed at TI3. Yeah, really bad. That's definitely they went up 0-14 Yep. In groups, we have not had a shorter group stage, right? Did TI2 have a shorter group stage? I don't know. I think that was still two groups of eight playing best of twos. So, so keep I'm in mind, game MUFC, time also matters. It's not just games, right? Right. Yeah, but I think MUFC, a lot of their games are also stomps. Okay. So I, I, do, I do think probably MUFC TI3, okay. and they played 14 games. Let's give those games an average game time of 30 minutes. So I'll say 7 hours, MUFC. TI3. Okay, I'm going to go Alliance at TI4. I think they won one game in the groups, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I don't think they made main stage at all. Which uh, year? TI4. Did they get run over that hard? Was it TI4 or TI5? I feel like it was... T what was the year that they had... That was the last year they had the round robin group stage where everybody played each other. They were like 1 in 13 or something. That Yeah, okay. I, I don't remember which I'm going to go with that uh, and I'll say it was... I'll just go with your answer. 7 hours. Sure. All right. Uh, I want to quickly correct myself. I just looked up Virus's roster. That was not with Seb. He played with them after, I believe. But it was with Sokshka. And people will probably not remember the other names of that team. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Seven hours. Uh, yeah. Excellent. So if your ideas are transformative, use them to transform SAP's customer businesses. Check out SAP's various open positions in sales, development, and technology, and consulting at jobs.sap.com or clicking the link in the description below. Again, thank and you to SAP. Keep in mind when you do send them your application or your portfolio of what you've done, make sure that if you've made a really good guess in the SAP quiz where you've been super close, <laughs> make sure to include that. I guessed 297 minutes. Um, on That's the right. That's, That's extra bonus points. There you, know, you go. No need That's for an interview. Right you're hired. Yeah. Sounds good to me. You okay. sound like you know how to look at stats and tweak them slightly so you're not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, we missed... Uh, our last week's episode went way long, so I didn't get to talk about Ability Arena, so I will do that now. Uh, season 2 and 2.5 have been released. Uh, so I'll just talk about quickly some of the changes that we made. Uh, I'll try to make it brief. I don't know if people want to hear this shit anymore, but we put in... Uh, based on feedback, people did not feel very good opening chests uh, to get new gods because it would basically make it so if you didn't like a god, let's say, your 
it wouldn't change like your pick screen at all. You'd still only have X amount of picks. Um, so you wouldn't be able to pick some of the favorite gods that you had. So we took that feedback and we created a new god pick screen, which essentially scales based on how many gods you have. So I think it'll do like one third of your gods and then you can reshuffle once, but you can still get the duplicate. So it ends up being like roughly 50% chance to get the god that you want. Uh, so that's a big change that we made that I think people liked. We added 20 plus spells, which won't really go into what they were, but uh, spice things up a lot. Uh, we made ranking up for lower end people, like the heralds, easier. Uh, and every season when we reset ranks, it's going to be a soft reset. So you only lose like two ranks. So if you're an immortal, uh, you don't have to grind that hard. Uh, speaking of immortals, we now have immortal matchmaking. People, this is, I, we've probably talked about this. People complain about the matchmaking all the time, Cinder. Not realizing, like, I'm a guardian. Why am I going up against immortals all the time? Mm -hmm. We have literally zero control over the matchmaking system in custom games. That's just how it is. Yep. The matchmaking that we created is similar to uh, IXDL. No, not IXDL. That's what's the one for fucking that's the one for Dota auto chess was there. What's the one for auto chess? Uh, uh, QIHL. QIHL. Yeah. So. Essentially, if you go to <coughs> abilityarena.com and you're immortal, you can go to the matchmaking system and there's a little thing in the browser that lets you set up uh, games with immortal players. That way, your rank won't get destroyed if you get like second place against <coughs> a herald or whatever. Right. Uh, so that is there. Uh, we added some new gods. There's Rubik, who gives you spell steal. So you can have five spells on a hero. You can have two ults on the same hero. Uh, a bit of an RNG god, but I think it's really interesting with uh, the way that people play it because you can do it as like a spellcaster with like infinite mana or you can do, I, my favorite is like a tanky front line because sometimes you, <laughs> you steal mobility spells and it fucks you over. Mm -hmm. But if you're playing the tanky guy that does damage, then it doesn't feel as bad. Uh, so that one's pretty cool. Uh, Rune god is... RNG. Yes, you think Rune God's RNG, all right? I mean, it, <laughs> Rune God is part of the battle pass. Uh, he it provides you with one of two runes at each shop level, and the runes are tiered based on strength. So, like early on, if you get an invis, we reworked them a bit. So, like invis, you invis is actually not that bad because you start out you can't get targeted because you're invisible, mm. and then attacking or yeah, attacking out of it will break the invis and give you like a 50 damage buff or whatever. Uh, and then things like regen don't activate until you've cast something, or water rune won't activate until you take damage. Uh, and then obviously the big ones are arcane and double damage uh, for the like the level 5 shop, so you get one of the two each round for one of the units that you select. I find them to be a lot of fun. I think it's it's versatile in the way that you play because if you're going for like that level 5 shop, it's either a double damage or arcane rune. If you're going just purely yeah. right click, that's not a good idea. You need like some sort of a mix to take advantage right. of when the arcane hits instead of the double damage. Yep. So, there's that. Uh, yeah, a few days ago we came out with 2.5, which we got rid of nether toxin for now. So that's a huge change to the game, just that one thing alone. Mm -hmm. uh, we've added a lot of like breaks, so... I don't think it's going to be an issue. 
Uh, added Tower God. <laughs> Tower God is... Uh, it's me and Jenkins were talking at... Sometimes we just have this back and forth where we start thinking of the most fucking ridiculous idea. And this one ended up being fun. Sometimes the ideas end up being absolute dog shit. Uh, but this one, we, we tried it out and we're like, okay, this is actually fun. You turn your hero into a tower, which means they cannot move and they gain, or they, they get a set 750 attack range. So you want it on melee heroes generally, uh, cause it still counts as a melee, but you're getting 750 range. Uh, and then each time an ally dies, it fortifies everybody with a buff that means they can't take any damage for like a second and a half. But if the tower dies, you lose the buff. So the idea, in essence, is about protecting the tower. So you can have like a support tower that just stays alive. I like to do the right clicker tower uh, that has a bunch of buffs applied to them. This, and it's voiced by Pyrian Flax, of course. The, the lore, which is very important, is the... This came up... Slax came up with the lore. The... So tower... There's a tower in Dota... That Ice Frog tried to rebalance, right? He tried to move him, but the tower just refused to move. Just very stubborn tower. And in his dimension, he had a hundred percent win rate because he just did whatever the fuck he wanted. And that is the god that's in the game. So his voice lines are very like he's got like a New York accent. It's like I'm standing here, just all this like very angry old you man. Carrion Flex doing <laughs> New York accent. Yeah, he he grew the up classic. in New York. He actually was born there. Oh, you didn't know true, that. that yeah, it's yeah, pretty that's cool. True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, things that we missed because I'm just trying to TLDR this. Uh, the streamer tournament we did that a couple weeks ago. At this point, too good one. He crushed. Actually, it wasn't even close. Oh yeah. I don't think you were there. Were you? I was not. Just checking. Not for that. One. Couldn't remember. Yeah. You did invite me though, so that was nice. I did invite. I always I will, play. unless there's better people to get. Yeah. Uh, so he won. Congrats to him. He gave his money to uh, Ukraine uh, fund. Oh, very so good. very respectable. And then the last thing is the community tournament, which will be every month. Uh, this one will be on the nineteenth and twentieth. It's already full, but if I think the wait list is still available to sign up for. How uh, big is the pool? It is. I want to. Is it two fifty six or is it five twelve? I will check. Moment. What's the format on that? You play best of ones until how late? Like it's top four advance, right? It's it actually there's no more best of ones because that felt bad. That's why it's two days okay. now. Okay. And then how does it work? Who advances? How many points do you need? How many advance from each match? Basically? That's a great question that I don't know the answer to, Sinner, because I'm not running right. it. It's community gaming that is running it. Right. I will I will ask them all your questions and tell them to tell you. To know how your tournament works. <laughs> it is 256 okay. participants. And right now okay. the wait list uh, has 65 people. So a bunch of people might not right. show up. If, if you want to go sign up the last minute, it's definitely possible. Uh, okay. We won't be streaming until the second day. So okay. we'll be casting on the 20th. Jenkins and I. Was I was just about to ask you how many players are left, but you wouldn't know. All right. Let's That's move right. On. Thank you. Uh, did Next topic. Counter-Strike Major. Oh, we're talking about another game. Someone, we are. Uh, a patron would enjoy this. Yes, he would. I'm sure. Did you watch the CSGO Major at all? I did. Okay, what were you... Okay, let me just sum it up. So, 
when i started watching finals, it actually. first of all i i hate to say it cinderin uh-huh i actually feel bad saying that csgo might be the most entertaining esport to watch it's very good like very yep. good it is very good like just from gameplay like it's just easier to just chill out and watch than dota sadly but that's just the inherent it nature of the game way less of your attention and yes. there's natural breaks <clears throat> watching dota is an investment where yeah which some people really like uh but it's harder to watch a dota game while you're doing other things or uh, at least if you want to enjoy it to the fullest then it's like watching a movie you have to kind of follow it the whole time with cs there's breaks all the time and stuff that's right and i just realized i linked the wrong tournament in the counter-strike uh wrong counter-strike tournament here cinderin i apologize mm -hmm. no you didn't did i not no that's the major okay let me oh i picked on the wrong champion Here's stage it. okay uh so yeah this was in rio and I have never heard such a hype crowd in my entire life. I have so American sports they can get pretty hype, right? Like mm -hmm. NFL specifically is probably the most hype people will get. But and again, I don't watch soccer, but I've seen soccer fans be super hype. This was on that level if not more to the point where the crowd was like singing some chant for I think it was in the pre-qualifier stage, right before the main stage, for literally the entire game, which is like 45 minutes. That's mm -hmm. unreal. They were so loud. They were supporting mostly <laughs> their team, yeah. uh, <clears throat> which was Furia Esports. They had a really hype, hype-ass match against Na'Vi. They went 2-1. Na'Vi was one of the, the favorites. Simple. Considered the best player of all time, although he just hasn't done very well at I actually found it interesting. He, only major he's won was the one where there was no crowd. So I don't know if that's enough evidence to show that maybe he struggles a bit with the crowd. But either way, they lost to Furia. Mm -hmm. uh, but then Furia loses to Heroic, which is a Danish team. And at that point, the crowd kind of went silent <laughs> for the rest yeah. of the tournament. A lot of them didn't show up yeah. for the finals, so there was a lot of flack for that. Uh, but Outsiders... Ended up facing off against Heroic, which, like I said, so Outsiders, like a VP, so Russians versus Heroic. Actually, I think there's Belarus guy on the team as well. And then Heroic, they got stomped. And I'm sorry to tell you, the Danish team got yeah. completely ass-stomped in the Grand Finals, so, which was only a best of three, which I find odd as well. That's standard for CS. Though. I know, but why? The entire uh, day is dedicated to the Grand Finals. Yeah. It's not like there's a series before it. I'm not sh exactly sure why, because I know some CS tournaments have tried BO5s. I just think it hasn't really caught on, and I can't tell you why, uh, why that's the case. I guess in CS, you run more of a risk compared to Dota, where if the teams are very evenly matched, uh, a BO5 in CS can be an absolute marathon between the amount of time it takes with the rounds. If you use all the timeouts breaks between games, overtimes, you know. Uh, maybe it's a logistical thing, in part, where a best-of-five in Dota usually doesn't have five one-hour games, right? Mm -hmm. It can, but I don't think it's ever happened. Uh, in CS, a lot of the five-game series go, like, let's say 16, 12, or something like that. That takes, like, an hour per map, 
And then you have the breaks and the timeouts on top of all of it. So that makes it a really, really long ordeal. That's my guess that it's that. Because from a competitive perspective, show us more games, show us more map pool. You know, it's fun to see the teams. That's probably one of the, I would say, one of the biggest weaknesses of CS as an esport, which it doesn't have many. I think they play the same maps a lot because of the way the draft works, right? I feel like so many games end up being on Inferno because everything else. Hey, Inferno is great. I'm not complaining. It is a great map. I'm not saying it's not, but you know, more variety from a spectator point of view is probably more interesting, right? Um, But yeah, if you have to play one map, Inferno is one of the best ones, right? And that's also why the teams do it a lot because they train on it and they like it a lot. But uh, yeah, this this whole tournament, Outsiders, which is clearly the best, Heroic, obviously. I would say a pretty big surprise that they got second, but they caught, I think they caught momentum from the previous stage, right? They came in from the <clears throat> challenger stage. Is that what the previous one is called? I don't remember. No, the legend stage. They came in from legends, I think. I don't think they started you, all the way in, in challenger. Were you rooting for them, Sindarin? You feel some Danish pride? Not in what particular. What is wrong with you? What? Like, are you human? How? I, di- I didn't watch the finals. I just asked you if you were watching this tournament. Yeah, I did. That's what I said. I watched multiple games from the tournament, but I didn't catch the finals. You didn't catch the finals from your no. home team. That's weird. Yeah, I guess I'm just weird. You know, it, it's weird it. because I know you're not doing anything. You're probably playing fucking WoW. Like, I, not pro- doing anything. I probably wasn't aware when the finals were happening. <laughs> so I didn't what do you do that. all day? other things than watch you don't CSGO. do you don't do anything all right i know i can just picture you just staring at the wall might as well just watch your danish uh, home team i i don't i don't know i don't get like massively invested in the team because they're danish i will get invested in a team if i like the players and i think okay so the thing about this tournament i guess the player that i you know what? I would I would be cheering for Heroic overall because I love Cadian's story arc because I find it very admirable. It's kind of like, you know, Seb with Dota where people are like, <laughs> yeah, you've kind of run your course. You were never really great. Uh, he had like, I think Seb had a year where his performances just started getting weaker and then he stopped and started doing talent work. And then he was like, fuck this. I'm better than this. And he put on the sickest training montage, went number one on the ladder, and then he got into OG and started winning shit, right? Cadian was regard like people were mocking him for being bad in the server and that he only had a job because he was a captain and they thought he was lackluster at that. Like a lot of community, just a lot of negative feedback for him all over. And he just tanked through it, got really good, found his new boys, and now well, I think a lot of the negative feedback, the world, if so I'm not, that's amazing. I think a lot of the negative feedback, if I'm not mistaken, was because of the the replay bug scandal. Uh, I think it was before that even like this, this was just on like a personal, like personal performance perspective is what I've gathered and read and heard over the last few years that Cadian was just, you know, he, he was kind of a big name back in SK and then almost faded into obscurity, but really picked it back up. The whole controversy with the uh, controversy. Yeah. We've had this conversation before. You can say both. Um, <laughs> With the with the replay bug, I think yeah, I believe he was part of that heroic Con- team as well. Controversy. What is wrong with you? Anyway, Counter Strike yeah, very enjoyable to watch. Not so much, much to play because and they still don't have 128 tick servers. Go ahead. And can I just say 
Yes. So at TI, we had a couple of amazing pieces of content for the final two days uh, between games. You know, this like high production value where they had like Gabe as part of reveals and stuff, which was really fun. Um, aside from that Dota's content, this TI was not particularly impressive. I think CSGO does a very good job filling downtime. Yep, I agree. Uh, for their majors, for their third-party tournaments. Um, that's just... I don't know if it's a different kind of budget they're working with or a different kind of culture or some people that are really pulling it, whatever it is. Dota should watch the CSGO major and get inspired about what they can do because it really makes for a much more interesting <clears throat> viewer experience. And the biggest plus is how you retain viewers because the downtime isn't actually downtime. It's fun. They will have like games with the players. They'll have some sort of quizzes. They'll have content pieces where the players are acting. You know, whatever it is, it's kind of like one of the things that people really celebrated about the summit, right? Which is when there weren't games on, you had the players on camera or you had like these funny skits. That's what CSGO does so well. So Dota should learn from this um, as much as it can. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, Counter-Strike, very fun to watch. Uh, I, I hope in the next 20 years they will add 128 tick servers, like I said. The fact that you have to pay for a third-party service to be able to properly play the game is fucking yeah. I, I stupid as fuck. What, what's the reason? Is it just <clears throat> the reason is because that they said it publicly, it only affects a small segment of users, which let's say it's 20%, the minority. Mm -hmm. That 20% is the most hardcore of your audience. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I hate the idea of like looking Valve at stats. It if that, okay, but... Super devil's advocate or businessman goggles there we go. here. Yeah. Why should Valve invest into 128 tick servers for the hardcore players when they go and get their fix on a separate site anyway <coughs> that was made for Valve? I'm one of those users and I'm not doing that. Okay. I mean, I, I'm just... I also, agree 100%. They should fucking do it. Also, but this is probably Valve's perspective, right? It's like these hardcore fans that really want it, the service is there. They get it outsourced effectively. It's if you want to play on that, go pay for it. I'm sure that there's plenty of <clears throat> sure there's plenty of reasons for them not to do it. All of which yeah. fuck me personally. Uh, <laughs> lastly, please add uh, season and Tuscan as maps. Yeah, uh, appreciate that. That would be great. Which one is it? That's uh, Tuscan is one of the CPL maps you can. That's mill, right? Tuscan, yeah. Yeah, that should be. That should be part of the pro rotation. Yes, season as well. Don't forget season. Best map ever made. I don't know that map. Yeah, just so. trust me. Trust me. Okay. Yeah, you have so far. You've had great taste and takes with your fucking Chicago Bulls Minotaur elk. So I trust you on the map. Well, you're it's comparing cosmetics good. with competitive uh, fucking maps in Counter Strike that I play competitively. Your take, your take on what is quality. You're, you're One hidden, is cosmetic you're though. You're, you're a bit hit or miss. Yeah, you probably like Season because of the way it looks, right? It's literally no. called Season. It's probably Actually, because of the way it tastes. Actually, Season, the reason it didn't get in, in my opinion, <clears throat> in CSGO, is because of the way it looked. Oh. Because it had like a very different look than the original, a very different look than any other Counter-Strike map. But mm -hmm. the play, and people that played CS Source will know this, that is the most balanced map ever created in Counter-Strike. Gives What's you so mill? many different options. What? No, Mill was not the most no, balanced. No, Mill was super CT sided. Plus, oh. Tuscan remade half of the map that wasn't used, right? That's why Tuscan's better than Mill, mm -hmm. I think. Anyway, that's getting in the old Counter Strike brain. All right, 
that'll do it for this episode. We have a couple other topics that we'll get to another time. Of course, can't wait to talk about Elon Musk. I've done oh, zero yeah. we research. De- we, we delayed Musk another week. Yeah. Th- hopefully oh, uh, he'll uh, sell Twitter, Twitter and we want to talk about it again. That'd yeah. be great. All right. Uh, until next time, Suns Fan Center signing out. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. Bye. We say things that don't Subscribe. Mean anything, but thanks for now. Listening.